Whoa, this is it. This is the part coming up, Doc. No, 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 no. This sucker's electric. But I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 electric. What did I just say? I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! Wait, Scott! What? What the hell is a gigawatt? How could I have been so careless? 1.21 gigawatts! How am I going to generate that kind of power? It can't be done, can it? But, but, all we need is a little plutonium. Oh, I'm sure that in 1985, plutonium is available in every corner drugstore, but in 1955, it's a little hard to come by. Marty, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid you're stuck here. Doc, my only hope. Marty, I'm sorry, but the only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. What did you say? A bolt of lightning. Unfortunately, you never know when or where it's ever going to strike. We do now. This is it. This is the answer. It says here that a bolt of lightning is going to strike the clock tower precisely 10.04 p.m. next Saturday night. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, Maybe don't, because we swear. Or you can check us out on YouTube, because hey, that's no place for conservative old women or children. Fuck yeah. There's not enough room for me in this hat, you know? (laughs) There's not enough room for me in this wizard hat. And there never will be. Everything's (laughs) just got to make way for me in the wizard hat. My is at wizard hat. Your is at wizard hat. How was it studying is at decks, man, for the first time ever? It was a little weird for me. Um, what did you notice? What did you notice about is at cards and is at is at deck building? I think I think the biggest challenge I had was, um, I felt like there's a lot of space to sort of accomplish what blue and red want to do. Okay. Uh, but there's this sort of existential question when, as you're building the deck, how am I going to win? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, obviously there's options with what that looks like, but I think with other color combinations, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the path to victory sort of just naturally manifests itself as you're building your deck list. With Izette, it's kind of like, no, I got I got to pay the fuck attention. How am I going to actually win? Yeah. At um, least that's what I noticed. That's what you noticed for about myself. putting the deck list together. Yeah. And then you notice that red isn't really helping you a lot. <laughs> 
Uh, unless you're really into, you know, wheeling your hand and maybe doing burn damage. Yeah, I was going to say burn damage. But only in the latest stages of the right, game. Exactly, because it's like, I can't just shoot this burn spell whenever. whenever. Like, yeah. Like, it's I've got to hold it in my hand. It's like this clutch fucking thing that I need <laughs> to finish a player off. I mean, you used a Comet Swarm, I think, appropriately. You did six to a creature, six to somebody's face. Last, yeah, last I did we that played last, with Halar. Yeah, I did that. I was like... He took my advice. You just shoot it when you, <laughs> you, you shoot it when you need to do it. Not like, well, I better hold out of this so I can kill no, everybody. No, I could see the once. writing on the wall, and I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah. there's no way that there's going to be an ideal moment for this comet storm. So the moment for it now is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting color pairing. I think if we want to talk about how we did it before with the monocolor ones, like if we want to kind of just talk about yeah, what's the what it, what's it like? What's the identity? Uh, it's actually kind of come apart a little bit. Like I think I think about three, maybe like four years ago, I would have said, "Oh, well, it's it's the it's the spell slinger identity." Yeah, you know, it, it lends itself to spell slinging very well. Yeah, but not in commander it didn't until mizix came out <laughs> maybe melik but melik was just everybody like a very reaching attempt in trying to do it and you just took what you could get sure but he didn't he, the value spell slinging like getting the most value and cheating spells into play or in, into into your hand into the into the stack i guess sure. spells mizix is who first brought that Oh, Which is yeah. funny because like Izet was was that's just how Izet was. Like it if had you looked the identity. At, yeah, I think. like if you if you looked at like the original Return to Ra- or the Return to Ravnica, like yeah, you had like the Frostborn Weird, mm-hmm. um, or not the Frostborn Weird, the the Nivix. I can't remember what it is. It's like it's a goal. It's like a it's one of the weirds. Is it? You're not thinking the Jelectrode, are you? Or Niv- Well, even that that wanted instance of sorcery. Yeah, that worked too. That was the first ra- the first Ravnica, right? Yeah, they they like spells and sorcery. Yeah, the exactly. wee dragonauts, the Snivic Cyclops. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But there was not a really like a commander. Oh yeah, you know until yeah we had Mizix. I don't know. Melek cared about instance of sorceries, but I don't know. He was just the mana cost was. He's six CMC. Sure. He needed to be like four. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think I think it kind of got hosed a little bit on the CMC. And, can, and I remember us thinking that at the time. Like, Mizzix can be way more potent. Yeah. And is four mana. Yeah, exactly. Um, But since then, I feel like they've actually, like if you just kind of go through EDH rec, they've got, they've got some options now. Yeah. That aren't spell slinger. I mean, you've got yeah, artifacts in um, Shahili. And Jehoira. Jehoira, and then weirdly the the Tano Sky that nobody plays, you know? Yeah, that one, that surprised it's, me yeah. actually. There's almost no decks keep for Tano. Keep your bookcase with my, with my hat, man. <laughs> you got to move the book, bookcase out of here, dude. We, we got to move just it. do an experiment so, and like create a, the, you know. Cyclonic rift your. <laughs> cyclonic rift. Cyclonic rift your. Send your all bookcase your books out of, back out of, to your out of my hat's fucking way, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got artifact commanders with. Um, yeah, those those three. those three, and I guess I guess you Br- could. I Brutal guess you clad, could. You could probably kind of maybe. Yeah, but I was gonna say he's he's kind of on the token button. Yeah, um, definitely. Then you have like wizard tribal, I guess, with Adelies. If you're if you're trying to explore that. Yeah. Um, you could sell Jordy N or Karanos as like good stuffs. 
commanders. Like they they kind of they're not really asking you to do anything specific. Yeah, like specific Karanos to just the wants color stuff identity. to kind of show up on top of your deck, right? Like he, yeah, like he's not he doesn't he could be any color, you know. Like the, the three damage obviously is coming <laughs> for the red, but he's not asking you to do anything with red yeah. or blue spells or instants or sorceries or artifacts or he's not asking you to do anything. Yeah, he's just like I need to be here at your upkeep. The only thing I really probably want is Thassa. <laughs> which I think is like a good idea. So you yeah. can find out when the lightning is going to strike or not, <laughs> you know, so things like that. But that's only the commanders. And when you set out to make an is at deck, oh, and then, yeah, there's the draw burn, you know, from, from, you know, yeah. Niv-Mizzet. Niv-Mizzet and then um, the Locust God kind of. Yeah. Kind of. So when you set out to make the deck, you find that a couple of these strat the cards actually don't support doing a good stuff thing with Izet. Oh yeah. So this kind of like like an artifacts do. Well what did you, artifacts are supported by by those colors. Sure. Good stuff's uh yeah, pound for pound, like you're not gonna get what you need from only red and blue. You need kind of green to do good 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 stuff work. Yeah. You need you need black and green to do good work with good stuffs. I, I could be wrong, that. but I just, I think it's always going to fall short. Well, well, like if I sat down with my is at good stuff list and by good stuff, we mean just cards that are good in the slot. Right. So they're just, they're just, they're just good, but they're not really following any kind of specific uh, strategy. Yeah. Right. So if I sat down with mine, my is at one, mm-hmm. let's say I had Karanos and sure. then you had, God, what's, who's a really, who's a really emblematic good stuff's commander. In in two color, uh, you tell me, man. I'm trying to think of somebody who like is just they just lend themselves to good stuff pretty well. Well, I mean, even you could even do it with mono color. Like even a mono black good stuff deck is probably going to outdo. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say one. like like Erebos. Like yeah, you don't you you don't really need to do anything in particular with Erebos, right? Yeah, like, like any mono. Yeah, mono black would. I mean, it's cheating a little, but yeah, if you had a black white good stuff <laughs> deck. You probably will get a little further than me because you could still roll in that stuff with the Cabal Coffers. Yeah, you, you, know. c- you could you could run a big black mana package. Yeah. You have spot removal that's better. And Yeah, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying, like, we're talking about the strengths and the weaknesses of the color identity. It's sure. kind of like what we did sure. before with the monocolors. Like, I, I don't know if we have a commander, and I don't know if we have cards that support an is-at-good-stuff's deck yet. Yeah. yeah. I do think that we have what we need for... Sp- Spell Slinger. Um, mm-hmm. I do think we definitely have what we need for artifacts and tokens. I think Brutoclad solved that for us really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, really when you're well. trying to do like counter burn or draw kind of draw pain or wheeling type effects, we have that too. Now yeah. twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good overview of, of Izet. I think commanders. so. Because it, it sort of evolved and, but, but sort of has that core identity that, of of the spell slinger type thing, but there's other things that kind of, I think, branch off into these other areas. Yeah, and what's causing it is just the colors don't really, they, red comes up really short in in commander games because of the life totals of the, of the players, and then obviously the toughness values of their of their creatures. That's yeah. why red kind of just falls off when it's, well, it's when you're trying to think about how do I use it to control anything, you know? Yeah, because like I think. I think I brought this up when we did our our episode about uh, the mill theme, right? Okay. Where 
if you're trying to mill out everybody, yeah, everything in your deck. It's so weird that when you say mill, I just think blue black. Right. I don't even like. It, I start thinking about all the blue black commanders. Yeah, and then green doesn't. But if really you say register. Ag- but when you say aggro, I start thinking like it. I, I think at first I think of red. Sure. But then my mind kind of goes, well, there's, you know, there's green aggro, and then there's Jund, and then there's mm-hmm. Naya, and there's even, you know, Gruul. And, like, I kind of go, I start thinking about... Yeah, like, it's more I'm expansive about it. with yeah, that yeah. one, but when you say mill, it's I'm like... I'm really not going boom, very far. My mind isn't going further than Demir. But... But if I said Spellslinger... <laughs> probably, probably, I, I think of just blue... Uh, Blue-red. Yeah, he doesn't probably take you very fr- no. further than that. Unless May- you're... Maybe... Maybe add green. Yeah, Maybe. Or just Kai. But yeah. The blue red is always kind of, or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to think about. Like when I say words, like we should do that. Like I say a word and you <laughs> like, give me a magic card. Yeah. If I was just like. It's kind of like the, the Rorschach drawing, drawings of, uh, of, of magic, the gathering words. Yeah. <laughs> so if I say master race, you think <laughs> Cranko. I think elves. Fuck you. <laughs> um. Oh, we forgot Jehoira. Jehoira is another kind of weird, well, yeah, exceptionary thing, and she's like number two. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's a different. Yeah, the one the, the, the you're talking about the one that you suspend your spells is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, now I'm remembering the other one, uh, Miss Frizzle. Yeah, and she's the artifacts. The artifacts one. Yeah, so she's the fourth. She's the other artifact commander. Right now, these are these are all within the last year. Those four. Yeah, exactly. Like there's been some response to demand, I think, and and whatnot. Yeah, but but I guess what I'm what, the point I'm kind of getting at with with red though is like in the example of Demir and Mill is the mill has to add up, right? Like you have to have enough capacity to mill out everybody, mm-hmm. which then implies probably infinite loops or combos and then with red it's the same thing like the yeah. damage yeah has to add up well yeah. you've you know that kind of means that there's some limitations to what you can use red for or maybe you got to look at comboing a little bit yeah i th- i think that kind of explains the, the, the what, what you're going to see if you're like i want to make an is commander you're going to think you're going to be assaulted with spell slinger and mm-hmm. you're gonna eventually have to land on, I guess. I guess you could add Niv Mizzet, the new Niv Mizzet, to that side. Sure. The first one didn't really care so much about instant sorceries. It's just that the card draw aspect of that was just the cheapest way to do cards. It's the most mana efficient way to get cards into your hand is through an yeah. instant or sorcery, yeah. specifically a wheel effect. Wheel effect is the most best yeah, way to do that. Extremely. But you're efficient. probably gonna end up landing on Melek, and then uh, stop trying to be cute and end up on Mizzix if that's where you go. <laughs> If you're thinking about artifacts, you have more. If you if you want to still do is it, and you're thinking about artifacts, you have more options. We've covered artifacts probably too much sure. on this podcast, but there's a lot of ways to directions to go. That yeah, like eggs, you know, comboing kind of value town stuff. Mm-hmm. Really resilient, really resilient setups for artifacts. Like the, it's well, it's a well supported strategy through is it. Yeah, and then if you want to do tokens yeah like this it actually is a damn good token commander in brutaclad yeah i would say so so we're gonna do two lists yeah and i'll and i'll mention up front like mine will be on the back end and i think it'll be more brief i have i have an idea but i think it's it's pretty basic and andy has he's our resident expert on izet so i'm more curious in what he has to say so a new nim is it yes everybody knows and yeah, I'm in love with them, but we'll, we'll hit him with, I'm going to kind of go over 
I, I kind of talked about in our last episode, like the comparison between this Niv Mizzet and the la- and and the Fire Mind. So Perrin versus the Fire yes. Mind. I said that the the Fire Mind lends him not lends himself. It, it's really hard to dis- I don't know. I it just you can get him out faster because of the nature of mana rocks. Like because you can avoid that that casting cost that extra red and blue. Yeah. Um, that would have to be derived from colored a colored source, which honestly are slower. You know, a lot of those mana rocks either come in tapped or are three or higher. Yeah. Where these other ones, you've got like, you know, the crypt, the vault, the, the ring. ring. Like these are ways to, you can get him out sooner. These, yeah, exactly. So if, but then, but then there's, there's another side to this. Like the fire mine was never a card that, that should be cast without having something to combo off with. Sure. Because he was a four, four flying for six. He yeah, like why would you put him out there right. and tap down completely if there's nothing to happen? If there's nothing to happen. Yeah. But this guy isn't like that. Yeah. He can be out without a combo setup. So to kind of go over the two, the, the new one is blue, 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 red, red, red. Um, he's a legendary creature, dragon wizard. This kel- this spell can't be countered. He's flying. Whenever you draw a card, niv Mizzet uh, Perun deals one damage to any target. And then whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, you draw a card. He's a 5-5. Five, five. So even if he's out and you have no instants or sorceries to yeah. cast, if anyone else does, you're going to draw a card. Oh, yeah. And deal one damage. Yeah. Comparing him to the fire mind, he's two, a blue, a blue, and a red, and a red. Um, and all he does is say, anytime you draw a card, he deals one damage to any target. Doesn't say any target, but that's what they, they do. And then yeah. you can tap him to draw a card, and he's a flying 4-4. Four, four. I don't even need to look at the card. He's also a dragon with. <laughs> You're like, I know. I yeah, know. one of the four. So, yeah, you kind of see what I'm saying here. Like, like by himself, yeah, he doesn't really actually do a lot. You end up casting him, and if you have nothing else to do, you pass the turn. Yeah. You start your turn, you ping somebody. Mm-hmm. You maybe resolve a spell or two, or potentially pass your turn. You're on a draw-go kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you cast an instance... Yeah, and then you let him go. And then right before your turn begins, the next time you tap him in the end step of your opponent that was before you and then start the turn and draw another card. Where this guy, it's like, God, who only knows by the time you get around. Yeah, and it may make people think about casting their own instants and sorceries, right? Because, man, if I I cast a couple of those on my turn and I've got some utility creatures out. Yeah. So the original Firemind was very combo-centric because he, he just he had to be. Right. He just wasn't by himself as impressive as this one. But yeah. this one, it's going to be harder to get out. So he's not going to be out turn six. Like, I wish I could have this guy out turn six yeah. more often than the last guy. So it's kind of a weird, s- s- sick joke. The, the, the Guild the original, of Lotus the feels like didn't an absolute need to be out. must for this guy, Yeah, right? so the original Firemind <laughs> didn't need to be out on turn six. Because he needed to be part of some combo that you've already set up, like some way to like loop him out or sure, whatever. Sure. This guy, like you do want him out on turn six, probably because he but can't, you can't be get stopped, him out there. But consistently, I mean, you on can, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a tough, yeah. tough go, especially yeah, the Temple of the False God. You're actually considering like yeah, cutting from your list because yeah. what's it doing? Which I think is the last card me and you are like holding on to from like the old the EDH old world, right? You know, we're just like. But there's some times where it's really cool, you know what it's I mean? True. Like, when it's your fifth land. But then, yeah, everyone's like, just get rid of it. I think we let go of the the bounce lands. We're like, yeah, hey, we, yeah these like, do suck. That actually but is dark shit. Oh, man, there's that, there's that one in a million chance when it's good. 
So the, the path I decided to go with him was, yeah, he's he's obviously going to be a combo deck. Um, but I kind of backed off some of the uh, bullshit levels of of in, of, <laughs> of stuff. So so one one thing that will always come up when Niv Mizzet is topic of conversation is curiosity. Okay. So to explain it, because he says whenever you draw a card, or whenever you draw a card, he'll deal one damage any target. Well, with Curiosity is a one-mana enchantment that says whenever a creature deals damage, so not combat damage, to a player, you draw a card. So you've set up a loop. Yeah, just boop, 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 and boop, boop, I, boop, 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 It's not infinite because you, you can run out of cards. You have a finite number yes. of cards in your deck. So you do have a finite amount of car, uh, cards in your deck. Now, there's a ways to get around that, of course, where, you know. What? There is, but <laughs> really just by itself in a vacuum, those two cards, you have a way to kill at least maybe two players. Yeah, maybe two players for sure. One and maybe maybe a second, depending on where we're at in the game state. Right? Yeah, so that always comes up, and it's not exactly some. It depending on your moral labyrinth, it kind of. Yeah, know. I mean, if you've got a two card combo, one of which is your commander. <laughs> yeah, the other way to do it was a fiddy and I functionally the same card, except for you add two mana and you have the f- ability to f- flash it into play. So I liked that card more than Curiosity because of, you know, in somebody's end step, I can just slam it on and then Andy's begin my turn. not a fan of transparency. I'm not a fan of transparency <laughs> at all. Uh, the other one is the Tandem Lookout. So he is a, I think he, what is he? He's that one from like Avison Restored or whatever? Yeah, he's from Avison Restored. He has two and a blue. He has Soul Bond. Uh, you may pair this creature with another un, unpaired creature. Um, whether, uh, when either enters the battlefield... They remain paired for as long as you control both of them. So he comes in, he marries Niv Mizzet, and as long <laughs> as Tandem Lookout is married to another creature, each of those creatures has, whenever this creature deals damage to an opponent, draw a card. So anything that has that effect deals damage, but not combat damage, draws a card. Yeah. You see what I was saying here? Yeah, same That's thing. another one. The original one had one more, which was uh, Mind Over Matter because of the tap effect. Oh, yeah. So that worked too. Okay. Albeit more... Mana intensive, of course, because mine over matter is what six mana or something. Yeah. So I will say now that I did not include any of this in this Niv Mizzet. Yeah, like it's the it it exists. Let's acknowledge it. But it's yeah. But I did have ways to kind of set him off where we can kind of get through this. Yeah. Because okay. I, I feel like you're just gonna have to at some point. Well, yeah, I think you're so. You can't little. You can't do like one damage. Like well, like, like I said, I mean, it's it's this, it's like EDH takes an amazing red card like lightning bolt mm-hmm. and makes it useless <laughs> not useless but, it but makes, yeah but it makes it seem like it's just a mosquito beneath like, mediocre yeah so they're basic it's, it's like a very basic card in this you know yeah but i think this is i think this is emblematic of 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 the is problem right yeah, I could deal one. I could not avoid this kind of play where I'm suddenly going whoop and drawing my entire library and slamming all that damage down. Right. Or I can just say, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to resolve him and I'm going to just, you know, have really low to the ground counter magic, maybe like cards that remove artifacts with red or whatever, and I'm just going to ping my way to victory. <laughs> and you already know, like, that ain't going to fucking happen. Yeah. It can't even happen even if you draw your entire well, because Well, because, I mean... I don't know, kind of making everything that we do sort of coalesce. What are you leveraging in that case? True. 
Yeah, referencing. Yeah, you can't rev- leverage anything. Yeah, you can't, and so you're you're at the mercy of everyone because you're also in a spellslinger deck, which means you're wide open. So yes, you're just like spreading your cheeks, I can, asking. For I can people say to this: that this deck will not give you any political leverage. This right. is not the type of deck that you take to a game with the with the intent of of having a conversation with anyone. Yeah. So now is, that I, this is where you talk about just, my big red button is bigger than your big red button. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's so now that I've kind of said that, like don't feel bad about loading in the curiosity, the tandem or the tandem lookout, the Ophidian and I, because I, I guarantee that even if you follow a lesser power deck list that has, those cards not included, mm-hmm. it'll just find some other roundabout way to do it. Yeah. And if you're playing with the same group of people, you're training them into that situation. Yeah. And they're just going to rush you. So that's what happened the f- the first time I figured niv it out. I didn't include these combos. I started playing, you remember. Yeah. And I started winning. Yeah. A lot. Even without having to do it. I never did it. I never did the whole like, I draw my library. You're dead. I never did that. Sure. But it got so annoying for you guys to take this much damage. Cause I, you know, go into where it was coming from, but I just started getting rushed. So I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to put at least one of these cards in. <laughs> and I got rushed even more because I landed it once. So I'm like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to go up to all three. And then, yeah, I just retired the deck and it was an idiot. It was an arms race thing. It was. So it's, it's dead. So be prepared for if you want to spend some time with, with my dragon, that's, that's what it's going to look like. So one thing that seems universally true for any, no matter how you end up building the Mizzet is that wheel effects are pound for pound. The best thing to do. Yeah. For, for Niv Mizzet. So in this case, they are an instant of sorcery for most of them. Yeah. And so there's the one for already. Yeah. So this guy actually makes them a little even more, a little, a little bit more. Yeah. There's an extra on. card that comes just from that. Yeah, he puts a little bit more cayenne on these cards. <laughs> so like to give an idea about a card. So here's Windfall. Two and a blue. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. So it's a sorcery. So as soon as I shoot it, yeah, he sees it, gives me one extra card. I will my library and, and I just replace that card. Yeah. But now I've done that much more damage. So he's ping, 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 right? So if I have a full hand, we've done eight damage for three mana. For three mana. And I've acquired three new or eight new cards. Yeah. And all of your opponents, who whether they had designs for their hands or not, are now gone. Now they have eight. Yeah, new they've cards. got eight. They've got seven in that case, right? right? But we're going to keep doing that. So yeah. the next one would be Winds of Change. Each player shuffles his or her hand into his or her library, then draws a new hand from as for. for uh, as many cards as he or she had before. So once you have your entire library into your hand, the windfall isn't really something you want to do. You want to tuck it back and draw it again. Yeah. And that so in that case, that card makes it so you. And don't, when I say entire library, I say like yourself. I say like short four. Like you, you, if you don't have the lab man out, like you can stop his his trigger. Sure. And not do it. You know, you could just say the may and stop mm-hmm. it four, and mm-hmm. then do this. Just shuffle the hook the the, the 80 whole card, card yeah, the, all the cards that huge got. pile and then just put it back and then you know like, and then dump it, on, dump it on that guy so we did 40 to this one 40 to that one we re-roll 40 to that guy and then we've won <laughs> and people aren't happy so there is ways around that so windfall uh yeah winds of change so these these kind of cards. There's Talarian Winds. I'm going over the cheapest ones first because these effects actually get... As you say, there's some that get really out of, out oh, of budget yeah, range. A little bit. One of which I probably will never own. 
Uh, so Talarian wins is one in a blue. Discard your hand, then draw that many cards. Mm-hmm. So it's only happening to you. Uh, there's actually which a... Is, which is actually better, right? Because sometimes there was somebody over the weekend that was having a discussion about wheel spells. And the, the only the only time you should cast them is when you can create some sort of asymmetry. Like you're, in this case, you're getting the damage benefit out of it, right? But Yeah, and, and the, a lot of the time it's... This is definitely one of those decks you just need to trust. Don't wait. Don't think about it. Right. Like just... Ah, just go. <laughs> I'm telling you, like the, the, the spirit of red. Yeah. Here. If you, if you, right. If you practice like any type of type of caution with this, I don't know if you're gonna, if you're gonna get there. Yeah. Um, I can give you cards that make it easier for you to be reckless. <laughs> you know, I didn't have them included in my list, but I'll go over those kind of later, later at near the end. Okay. Uh, another one is Whirlpool Warrior. I had to include this wheel effect because. Uh, it's just good because you can do it twice. It's sure. not an ins- it's not an instant or sorcery, unfortunately. But that wasn't a problem for the old Niv Mizzet. It won't be a problem for the new one. So it's yeah. two and a blue uh, for a Merfolk Warrior. Weirdly, uh, for a two-two, wor- yeah, Merfolk Warrior. When Whirlpool Warrior enters the battlefield, shuffle the cards from your hand into your library, then draw that many cards. So he does that same kind of like yeah non-discard. So he actually works with the, the if you've got your whole. Yeah, so you're putting it back yeah. in. Type um, thing. But he also has a red, and you can sacrifice a Whirlpool Warrior, and then each player shuffles the cards from his or her hand into his library, then draws that many cards. So okay. this effect is kind of stapled together. There's two of them. Yeah. And the other one can be done at instant speed, where actually a lot of wheel effects aren't at instant speed. So that's right. why I just kind of, okay, yeah, he's going in, um, even if he isn't. There is one that's kind of like really... Niv, like I think Niv Mizzet likes this card a lot too. It's it's two a red and a red. Fateful Showdown deals damage to target player, uh, target creature or player equal to the number of cards in your hand. So you just slam them. Oh, yeah. So you would draw the card, you go up by one, and I just slam you, right? <laughs> and then it says discard all the cards from your hand, then draw that many. Wow, so that's like doubly damaged right there. Yeah, huh? so it's like sixteen damage if I have a full grip. That's so crazy. Boom, discard, draw that many. Boom again. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty dope. Um, to kind of move off the, the lower ended stuff as it starts getting higher up. Um, yeah. There's ref- Reforge the Soul. <laughs> it's it's three a red and a red. It does have the miracle cost the of miracle one and a red. One. Yeah. This is just your, your poor man's uh, Wheel I, of Fortune. I've, I've put it into decks because you just, you know, when you're playing red. Yeah. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws seven cards. Yeah. Uh, time reversal is another one. It's five. It's five mana. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. Exile time reversal. So if you're doing a lot of these discard ones, yeah. Uh, there's molten psyche. I don't. I don't think I put molten. No, I did. Yeah, I've molten. seen you use molten psyche. So and- uh, this is the other one that it it kind of it kind of triggers me because I'm always waiting to have enough artifacts to do it because it has like a metalcraft clause. Yeah, it's one a red and a red. It says each player shuffles the cards from his or her hand into his or library, then draws that many cards. Mm-hmm. So since this effect does the shuffle again, when you have all of your cards in your hand, this does it again, right? Oh, yeah. But I, I've always held on to this because it's I'm just that guy that wants to optimize my effects. But it says metalcraft. If you control three or more artifacts, molten psyche deal will deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards that player has drawn this turn. Yeah, this is just a lot of damage. That's a ton. Plus what you're doing on that one on that one person. Yeah. So yeah, wheel effects. Uh, time spiral is another expensive one. These ones are the where you're starting to get yeah, up starting into to the, get into the budget. Yeah, the you got to 
Drop some coin. Drop some coin. So it's four. It, it, it's basically no mana. It's it's six mana to start it, four and two blue, but it says exile time spiral. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard and hand into his or her library, then draws seven cards. So it doesn't do like the huge reset. Oh, yeah. But then it says untap six lands. Holy. So it's really good because because now you can, you can you, just go You've gotten again. your grip again and you can cast something else. Yeah. So that's kind of like the backbone of the deck is finding ways to wheel our hands. There's more of these effects and I, I could, I can go through them, but that's yeah. Cause there's like a Magus of the wheel, right? Yeah. There's Magus of the wheel. There's, there's plenty of other spells that will do it. If you have the money, get yourself a, a wheel of fortune, you know, and take a picture. Dude, once of you do that, you're and, so you're, I can look at it and cry. You're Isaac for life. Yeah. You've committed. <laughs> you, you know what side of the, you've committed the guild war you stand on. So the combos you're looking for, the things you're trying to like dig through, um, you can see why if we make this kind of convoluted, mm-hmm. it makes it harder to do these effects because your hands are, oh wait, I forgot one more. There's a uh, Arjun, the shifting flame. I'm just a sucker for this guy. He's four, a blue and a red. He came with Mizix's box set. Uh, he's flying oh, whenever right, you cast you a, cast. whenever you cast a spell, put the cards from your hand on the bottom of your library in any order, then draw that many. So he turns everything in your deck into a wheel spell. Yeah, every spell you cast. Him and my one of my ultimate favorite cards, if you if you can ever get it, is Mind Moil. So it's four and a red whenever you play a spell. It's an enchantment, by the way. Whenever you play a spell, put the card in your hand. Put uh, the cards uh, in your hand and the bottom of your library in any order. Then draw that many cards. Mm-hmm. This card is dope. I yeah, fucking I've... love Mind Moil. Love the art. Love everything. I, about I will it. tell you for. There was a there was a stretch of time for a while where I was like, I couldn't have actually told you what Mind Moil did. I just knew that if Andy cast it, I had probably a turn left <laughs> before we needed to button him up out of the game. <laughs> yeah. So trying to do this and put a combo together, you can kind of see why it's a little difficult. Yeah. Why a lot of people end up landing on like curiosity the tandem lookout and then doing this thing well, or, yeah. or whatever. Cause then you can just kind of circum circumnavigate it. Like you're just digging for those combos. You don't even need to like make, sh- you're just kind of going for it. Oh yeah. So that's kind of why those fall in. But what I've basically put together is you're going to be doing that. You're, you're, you're trying to draw everything out. I left lab man out. Sure. Because I just, I don't know. It's too, te- like you say, like, I don't like to be transparent. It's pretty <laughs> teleplayed. What's going to happen next <laughs> if you drop it. But the thing I'm looking for um, is a very specific uh, setup. Okay. Ideally, what I want is a combination of enchantments that make it so I've just kind of like turned into god mode on everybody. So Mind Moil or Arjun is one, but mm-hmm. the other one that goes very well with having this setup is having Omniscience in play. Yeah. So Omniscience is prepare your ass. It's seven, a blue, a blue, and a blue. It's a little bit of work so to get the it's mana. It's ten for that. mana. Whenever when you may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. Yeah. So think about what's happening. I have mind moil, okay. and I'm omniscient. <laughs> so I cast a spell. I get a new hand. I have access to any of those spells. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot you can do, especially with a deck that's loaded full of control elements like this deck. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot you can do to stop me, and you keep taking damage every time I do it. If I have a draw doubling effect down like Alhamret's Archive, I'm drawing two cards for every one spell. So I shoot a spell. He draws me two cards. I mind moil my entire hand. I go from, let's say, let's just kind of maintain a max hand size of, of eight or yeah. seven to make it easy. 
So I have seven cards in hand. I shoot the spell, so I go down to six. I replace it, but then the Alhamrit's archives put me back up to eight. Right. Yeah, and then those eight cards go to the bottom, and then I draw 16. And in this, just in the concourse of this, I'm just dumping it on you for just bothering me, you know, <laughs> because of omniscience. And you're like, well, how do you get omniscience into play? Well, there's a couple ways to do it. One is another really busted card called Dream Halls. Arjun and Dream Halls work very well together, too. You lose card advantage doing this. Niv Mizza actually kind of counterbalances it a little bit because sure. of the. He turns all every instant and sorcery in your hand. And I was going to say, that's trip. the perfect thing with, with this, this particular Niv Mizzet is usually you start reducing your hand size with this Yeah, you run out. It, this one but kind this of, one mean, just like, he, slow, he slows that down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, three and a blue, three, a blue and a blue. Instead of paying the cost for spells of any color, its caster may choose and discard a card that shares at least one color with that spell. Um, and then they even say like, if the spell has X and its mana cost X is zero. So this, you can't cheat things in with that have yeah. that kind of whatever. Yeah. So the idea is like say you have like a ponder in your hand, you can discard ponder to cast omniscience. Yeah. Now you've you've kind of it's like halfway there. Dream Halls is kind of like half of an omniscience anyway. Yeah. But Dream Halls is global and omniscience isn't. So Dream Halls applies to everybody. So that guy playing five color probably is a little irked. Sure. Probably way irked. Sure. He's missing out on the fun. The three color guy is probably pretty pissed. The two and one color guys are going. Dream Hall has, right, has a right. reputation in our play group. But they're yeah, it pisses people off because they're not usually prepared for it, or they have under hard time understanding what. But their deck isn't set up to. Yeah, their deck it. isn't set. I know. I know the first time that I played a Dream Halls, it was long after Andy had established its use in our play group, and I just got groans. <laughs> yeah, the other way to get omniscience into play for easy is with Inner Fire. So if you have all of your cards in your hand or all of a lot of your library in your hand because you're just swelling up with these extra yeah. draws or whatever, yeah. uh, you can cast Inner Fire to add enough to your mana pool. So Inner Fire is a, it's a sorcery, three and a red. Add red to your mana pool for each card in your hand. Okay. So if you've managed to do one of these like huge wheel effects or if you've taken uh, your entire library into your hand, or, and I keep saying entire, but most of your library in your hand, you can easily produce. It's just that it's that three blue that's the tough part. Right. You got to hold up for that. Right. But this thing uses red to cast it. So we should land. We should land in the right place. Another card that would be really good to have when this when these cards of or when this has come online is future sight. So it's two, a blue, a blue and a blue. You may play with the top card. Of, you play with the top card of your library revealed, but you may play the top card of your library. So you. You and you you pretty much have infinite access to everything. Yeah, because you now you're just playing off of it, like yeah, because whatever's at the top, you just you keep looking at it, and it right. keeps drawing into your hand. Right. But then the one below it, you have access to the one below it, and the one below that, and the one below that. So as long as you're this drawing, is actually like a these are really like subtle synergies with with Perun that are like really nice. Yeah. The <laughs> other one that would really really set you off if you had to do it would be Archmage Ascension, which I feel like you can achieve that with oh. this. This is a huge target, like all ascensions. They're well, all, most ascensions. Uh, it's two and a blue. At the beginning of each end step, if you drew two or more cards this turn, you may put a quest counter on, on Archmage Ascension. The commander wanted the wanted this one. It's as long as Archmage Ascension has six or more quest counters on it, you may. If you would draw a card, you may instead search your library for a card and put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. <laughs> so this shuts off. Um, this kind of shuts off his ping a little bit, but let's say somebody moves to remove moves to stop you. Okay, 
I mean, I'm going to, short of a crossing grip, of course, but let's say somebody moves or I'm going to drop your, your omniscience. Yeah. I cast a spell, an instant, anything, just anything. Yeah. Niv-Mizzet sees it and wants to draw a card, but then you use Archmage's Ascension's trigger to go tutor and answer and yeah. counter it because you have, you don't need to pay mana costs. Yeah. Omniscience. Boom. Yeah. You don't ping them in the process of this because. Sure. Yeah. Well, you, you could because I could use the ping to draw a card off the counter and not tutor another answer. I guess uh, I could true. just keep going. I mean, I don't know. You, there's nothing stopping you from going and finding everything. And then once you're finally got all your counter magic and everybody's <laughs> like getting exhausted, that's a, that's a point of being like, you just, we better give up you guys. Just, yeah. You just cast another wheel effect that folds your graveyard. So you just push <laughs> it back into your, into your, so like days undoing is another really good one. Cause it's two and a blue. This is yeah. like, this is like my budget, uh, my, my, my budget times. No, what is it? Time Twister, I think, is the one that's really expensive, but it, it's it's hard to work around. It's two and a blue. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. If uh if you're if if it's your turn, end the turn. So you just sever the turn. Oh, you're like but you're that, omniscient, it. and most of your deck is at instant speed. So it's like doesn't deck, matter when this I is play. one of those decks that you could set it up where the game's not ending, but you're you're com- you've just you've taken control of it. Like people right. can't get through and you're slowly whittling them down with this situation. It's usually a scenario where people are like, let me see my next draw. If I've got an answer that maybe I I can maybe disrupt you. Yeah. So I keep, I keep talking about having your entire library in your hand. How do you do that? Can't do a wind windfall spells. Nope. Um, Alhamrit's archive will get you pretty close. You could do the, what is it? Thought. What's one lets you draw it. It's an inch. I didn't put it in here because it's so mana intensive. It's, it's the, Thought reflection. There we okay. go. If you would draw a card, draw two cards. Um, how do you get your whole entire hand hand in there? Because I've said, okay, we don't have curiosity, we don't have tandem lookout, we don't have profiti and I. Get ready for the convolution of how to get it without being a two a one piece <laughs> way to do it. So let's stay, start with Sensei's Divining Top. Oh. So Sensei's Divining Top is a one mana artifact. Oh, and this is more expensive. This is the other thing. Is like I'm spending money to not be a to cock. go out of my way. <laughs> like curiosity is like less than a dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is fucking. It just sucks. Let's replace that with a seventeen dollar artifact. Yeah. Like. So Sensei's Divining Top is a one mana artifact. It says, look at the top three cards of your library. You can. Everyone knows this card. You can pay one. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put them back in any order. You can also pay one. Draw a card, then put Sensei's Divining Top on top of its owner's library. Mm-hmm. Prepare your ass for just like, are you serious? This is how you, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, probably not going to do it this way, but what, what else? This can be tutored with the Trinket Mage and should be tutored with the Trinket Mage. Right. And that's why Trinket Mage is on my list. The second piece to this combo is Future Sight. So to remind, Ooh. we just talked about 10 seconds ago, but to go over it again, it basically lets you look at the top card of your library and you may play the top card of your library. Okay. Right? The last card is any combination of what you want to try to do or what you not, sorry, any one of these cards that reduces cost of artifacts by one. By one. So you could do Semblance Anvil. That would reduce it by two. Is Jehoiarus um, Familiar another one? Jehoiarus Familiar is another one. Uh, the Really, the, the one that's probably the, the smartest one to do is um, Helm of Awakening. Oh, because it doesn't ask you to pick a, a t- card type. So the sure. thing about Semblance Anvil is that it's three mana, and let's say you have an instant in your hand. Yeah, you could exile or imprint it on the Semblance Anvil, and from then on, 
all of your instants are reduced by two. That's actually pretty fucking dope. Yeah. But then you will never be able to land this combo that I'm talking about. Okay. So Helm of Awakening, I'll just start with that one because it's the most generic and least least convoluted. It's two mana for an artifact. All spells cost one uh, generic less to play. So this is applicable to all your opponents. Right. But much like Dream Halls, your deck is better equipped to abuse it. Yeah. I mean, it helps you, it helps all your instances of sorceries, which are already pretty low to the yeah, ground. Low to the ground. It's not it's not ideal. Sure, but it doesn't. The hoop you have to jump through isn't that isn't that hard to jump through. Comparative to like, well, I need semblance anvil, and I need another artifact to reduce the artifact spells by one. Sure. Or Jehoira's familiar, which doesn't really help the rest of the deck. Maybe yeah, some of, maybe a couple of the instances or legends, I guess. But that's another one that doesn't yeah. really work. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So with Future Sight, the top, and this in play, when I can now tap and draw it, it ends up back on the top of my library. But its cost is now reduced by one. Which makes it zero. So it's zero. I put it back in play. I tap and draw a card again, put it back. <laughs> so I now have a way to, at sorcery speed, continually draw. Sure. And I'm not getting triggers off of... I'm getting triggers off Niv-Mizzet's draw. You know, so I'm... So I tap... I draw a card, he pings, and then the top goes back on. I yeah. cast the top, I tap, I draw, he pings, so now we just draw it. Yeah, okay. And it's there's really not a huge mana. There's no mana being spent to do this. Okay. The other way is probably what a lot of people will land on already, which is the turn, which is the uh, uh, dramatic reversal isochron scepter thing. Okay. So it's one in a blue for an instant. Yeah. Untap all, you can untap all non-land or non-land permanents you control. So with this and a soul ring or anything that at least produces you two mana okay. and the uh, Isochron Scepter, you can now cast a sorcery. Isochron Scepter is two and tap, right? Yeah, so it's two and tap, so you'll need something to untap with the Dramatic Versal. So it's two and a... Yeah, so let me let me go grab it. Um, Isochron Scepter is two mana for an artifact imprint, so it's got the same language as the semblance anvil weirdly but it says imprint when isochron scepter enters the battlefield you may exile an instant card with converted mana cost of two or less from your hand so you know you're, you're going to be de- exiling the the dramatic reversal yeah um but then you can pay two and tap it and you may you may cop so it says copy the exiled spell if you do you may cast that copy without paying its mana cost so since okay. you cast dramatic reversal niv mizzet's going to see it and yeah. ping and draw you a card yeah but then all your shit's untapped. So if you just have a soul ring next to this, you can do this repeatedly until right. you have your entire grip right. again. And then you inner fire, drop the omniscience, you know, and <laughs> now you've gone omniscient and then drop the mind moil and then roll, start casting and re-rolling again. And you pretty much won at that point. Yeah, at that point you have. You don't, you don't have to win. <laughs> you can be... It's a, up to you. Yeah, like so in a, a couple episodes ago, I, I talked about like, yeah, you can... This is like just being a sadist and dragging the game out. This this would be a situation you could definitely this deck could definitely give you that, where you've just become god of the table, and you are an oppressive god, and people are just like, okay, can we just end? And you're like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm no, I'm not. I need to I'm get too, off. I'm too busy jerking off with my stupid setup. But a lot of the time, yeah, you'll just be like, okay, I win. That's All right. that's primarily the deck. Everything else in here is just like. Either reducing the cost of instance of sorceries, um, just I would I would say you need to increase your counter. Like I usually try to include at least three and counter counter spells in every blue deck I make. 
it will probably have to come up for him. Sure. Once people start getting wise to your act, it's it's going to have to come up. That's, I would, that's the case with this kind of stuff, right? Right. And keep the CMC, as, like a, like all counter magic, you want to keep the, the CMC as low as you can to the ground. It's so tempting to take those ones that are like four CMC that give you some other benefit. Keeping it low is where to go. Yeah. You can also include like X spells in this, like that inner fire thing. Like once you draw your whole library and let's say you didn't have any of that going on. Uh, okay. Like you don't want to bother with the omniscience. You could just blow a huge Jaya's immolating inferno or, oh, or, or something. Um, interesting. Another thing that to think about is anything that recurs instants or sorceries because you are discarding them a lot. Problem is, is they end up usually one time shot and they go into exile and you don't have the option to draw them again later. Right. Well, man, that's one and whatever. It's like, yeah, but when we're talking about the volume of draw, especially when you have like mind moil and Arjun go online, like you're going to be drawing, you'll, you'll see that card again. Oh yeah. More than likely you will. Uh, there's some support cards that I don't have on my list, but they could be pretty good. Giving him a basilisk collar would, would be pretty damn good. Especially if you're in a very creature heavy meta. That's one of my least favorite things to see when you put, when you would play Niv Mizzet. It's just basilisk collar. <sighs> yeah. They cast an instant, they lose a creature. You cast an instant, they lose a creature and you're gaining life. So yeah. you'll you can start gaining life this way, and Nothing it's only better it's only than an Izet deck gaining life. Yeah, and it can be tutored by Mister, you know, War of Invention. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't put that in here, but I put the Trinket Mage because it's only three mana. But sure. Yeah, you could you could do it. it's four mana instant. Sure. Honestly, yeah, you probably should just do the fucking War of Invention and just eat the blue. It's instant speed right before your turn. Yeah, I was gonna say like, it fits. Boom, in. it's in play because because a Trinket Mage is three. Yeah, and then you still have to. You still have to um, cast the spell, right? You know where this right. is an instant speed way to just dump it out. Yeah, I'm doing that. I think I'm. I I don't know. It's up to you. You could you could choose whether. Yeah, you I mean, and, a, and I both. think I think it's a question of how your meta is. Like, do you need to play? I do. Do you need to play like Andy, where there is no transparency? Yeah, I I do. Like, are you the KGB? Like, another one would be repercussion. It's one in a red. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, repercussion deals that much damage to each that that creature's controller. So a lot of the time, let's say you have like five damage, you know, you're like, do I waste it on their face or do I waste it on their creature? A lot of the time you are actually burning off creatures because they're a threat to you. But then in the case of repercussion, there is no question. Yeah, it's just five, 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 five. Yeah. Of course, that happens to you as well. But I don't know, man. Are you really going to be blocking with fucking, is it? <laughs> you know, if they send us something at you that, and then they take the damage too from them dealing combat damage to each other. Like, I don't know. I think repercussions pretty damn hot. Yeah. That, 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 that skews a spell slinger game in the direction the spell slinger wants to go. Right. Because you think twice about attacking. Yeah. Consecrated Sphinx is also really good. You know, it's kind of like a diversionary threat. Um, if you're wanting to bring down the, the bullshit level, uh, you could, Put Nezahal. Nezahal would be pretty good. He's just oh, yeah. he's just seven mana, and I honestly, it's exactly what I was talking about with like the window. Once Niv Mizzet's out, the it, list it, I've made like it's time to go. So now that you know the deck, like you have a time. Like if I put Niv Mizzet out, you're like, okay, so where's his top, or where's that Isercon Scepter? Like those are the two things. Without that, <clears> he's <throat> just gonna be wheeling and dealing moderate amount of damage. If the Basilisk Caller is out, you might be annoyed, but I can talk. We can negotiate. You know, or something like yeah. we can talk, but if I start loading curiosity and stuff like that into the deck, you're not going to wait. The second you see no, the dragon, no, yeah. So I would definitely be communicating with your play group. You know, 
whoever they are, what your yeah, guys, it's got curiosity in it. Then they're gonna be like, okay, all right, we'll deal with we'll deal with Nimizit. Yeah, because I my I I have ample experience playing against Izet decks, um, and there's 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 a clock in your head as an opponent, like you you kind of learn to watch for how many pieces can they can they get out, mm-hmm. like within a turn or two. Yeah, because it seems to me like with with the Nimizit emulations you've done in the past it's kind of like there's like a two-turn window where there's a lot of action that happens for you like a lot of the setup that actually needs to be on the battlefield all kind of happens in in that like two-turn window which means if they're if they're a smart player everything else they need is in their hand yeah and that's like when the mine moil comes down. Right. I fucking love mine moil. I really do. And Arjun. Yeah. I thought about building like Arjun as a as a commander, like all out. Um some other stuff that I would probably talk about is um yeah, you're 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 definitely gonna definitely gonna have a lot of board wipes, I think. Ones that I think will be that seem like I was actually kind of taking note of how many creatures only had three toughness the last time we played. Oh, and yeah. there was a lot of games where I was going to pick off six or six or seven kills with it. So, Anger of the Anger Gods, of God. Sweltering Suns, and Slagstorm. Okay, these he's five five, so he's not really going to die. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, that that's the other stuff that I would kind of go over. Uh, okay, think, thinking thinking about doing that to try to keep people off. There is one last card that I think is funny with him. I don't know if it's... So since we're so desperate for colored mana, um, I'm really, really into Dragon's Horde. Dragon's so Horde? Rather than doing the Darksteel Ingot, let's let's do a three mana. Whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control, put a gold counter on Dragon's Horde. You can <laughs> tap it and add one mana of any color. Uh, add one mana of any color. So you can do that anywhere. But there's also that tap. Just remove a gold counter from Dragon's Horde and draw a card. Okay, so it's multifaceted. Yeah, it's it's it barely cares about Niv Mizzet because he's the only dragon in your deck. I was gonna say like, but why not, man? It's better <laughs> than a manolith. Like that's true. Every time you evaluate colored mana rocks, bring the manolith up on 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 your on your phone or whatever you're doing and compare it to that. So manolith, same CMC, same functionality, but doesn't give fuck all about dragons. <laughs> And that's, See what I mean? That's, that's how you compare mana rocks. Manolith and Dark Steel Ingot. Same CMC, same function, but one is indestructible and one isn't. Chromatic Lantern, same mana, the same CMC, same functionality, except for that other one has that last Makes subtext. Makes it so that the one, all your lands... All your lands are whatever you want right? yeah. that produce any color. This is so Dragon's th- Horde, yeah. put that in your deck before you put, put in Manolith. So so man I always leave off on some fucking weird shit like that and I want with my deck text it feels That's pretty like. funny. Yeah, Dragon's Horde. I'd do that over Dark Stillinga. I think I have both. I do have both. <laughs> I Turns do have out. both. Whatever Commander Sphere is a card people go. I mean that one doesn't need to be tapped, but you never know, man. You never know when that that one coin that you got from your one dragon <laughs> is like I'm going to tap and draw a card. And you're going to be like Sweet. I'm so glad I played this. Over dark still ingot. You know. One card makes a difference. One card makes a difference. I top decked that merciless eviction. And in Miz's case, eight, totally eight, nine, ten cards like enchantment make, deck. makes a difference. Uh you had some Draco idiot stuff for me, didn't you? 
Oh, Draco idiot. So, yeah, I feel like, I, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being sentimental, and I never I never played this commander, but there there is a a third Niv Mizzet, the one that people kind of ignore, and that's the Draco genius. I want to just kind of say that I would consider him if you really like the Izet play style, but you and and you don't want a good good stuffs. So I don't I don't think he fits for good stuffs either. Sure. Um but you don't want to do this combo. You don't like to have this level of focus. I think what he does very well is he lends himself to control. And he likes cards like, you know, the hypersonic dragon. That's yeah. dope because now you have sorceries that you can end step on people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he 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 lends himself very very well to control. Because you can hold up that mana and choose when to d- draw cards. Right. Now, this is wholly inefficient. Yeah, because it's not going to add up in terms of I'm going to do damage to everybody. That Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, like if you do a wheel effect with him, it's his because he just says whenever he deals damage, draw a card. Right. Like, yeah, you he's never going to he's never going to get you there with wheel cards. Yeah. You know, what you really want to do is just hold up mana. Oh, I didn't need to counter anything. I didn't need to remove anything. Cool. Draw, draw, draw. I'm going to draw three or draw two or, or something, but then ping ping or remove utility creatures or give him death touch. And then, yeah. So yeah. the card they'll be really afraid of is the basilisk caller or, or, sure. or, um, uh, I mean, you, you could do a pingers list with him. I think you could pull it off with pingers. Sure. Cause he's nothing really about instance or sorceries. He really cares about. So you could ping, just, ping, just ping, draw, draw, draw. So that mana usually just gets left up in pinger. Like when you're taking on a ping yeah. strategy and now yeah. you have like an outlet for it. Um, him and Vidalcan Orrery obviously are very great because then you can choose: Am I going to resolve the sorcery that are, that I want to drop, or my creature, or do I want to just draw some more cards? Yeah. So that's the one thing that I want to say about Draco Genius. I'm going to come up with a list and put it on our tapped out. I didn't have time to put one together, but you'll have it available. There is for a way to actually go infinite with him too. Okay. Or not sorry, not infinite, but draw your library. I think it does involve. I think it does actually involve, um, I think you need a Gilded Lotus and Mind Over Matter. I think there's something to do with like the sequencing where you untap oh. to give yourself mana to replace it. So you'd and probably then, be like netting. But you're never really able to use that card. You have to keep discarding the next one to, because that's what Mind Over Matter says, right. draw a card to untap it. Right. To keep doing the Lotus. I think that's pretty much, I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. It's just, it's just Mind Over Matter, Gilded Lotus, and with him out. Okay. So you tap, add three to your pool. Then you gain infinite mana because you're netting. Yeah, I was gonna say you should net one from that each time. Yeah, you're net. Yeah, so you could dump that into a huge burn spell, but that's that's pretty good, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I dig it. But it's not, you know, this kind of stuff. Perun stuff. Yeah, it's not freaking Helm of Awakening and (laughs) Sensei's Divining Top with a Future Sight. It's a little (laughs) more pedestrian than that. (laughs) But yeah, I'll I'll post the list. I'm actually, I'm gonna do the Perun guy, but I'm. I don't know. I, I I feel like he he got kind of a bad shake. Yeah, like because they were comparing him to the last version, and they're like, yeah, this the other one's just objectively better. Well, yeah, you know, like, if you're trying want, to, if but they want to one's combo asking for and, something very specific, the other yeah. one's actually not. Yeah, he's not really. He just wants to be a control deck. Which, right. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna come again. It's is that like you might come up short with with your ability to control stuff because you don't have artifact and creature and enchantment. Yeah. Or you have artifacts, but you don't have enchantment and creature interaction. Well, I mean, you have reality shift. It was one fuck, fucking stupid card. And Pongify. Pongify, I don't know. rapid hybridization. I don't know. I think the Draco Genius is, is, that, is no, a, control, a control deck. 
I think it's a control deck where you're looking to try to control people and ping them down. And he's a 5-5. Five five. Like, he's he's got yeah. a bigger body than the original, yeah. the Firemind. This one now has the 5-5-2. Five five so, Dude, he was just, you know... He was on a diet for a while. Right. And, and my whole my whole worry is, is that now he's like, been working out. My whole worry is is that if you tried to build this guy the same way, well, okay, Andy, I'm not I'm not gonna combo off. I don't want to do any of that. I'm not gonna include the wheel spells. I'm not gonna do that. I just want to do a combo deck. Yeah, this guy can do it because he lets you draw a card every time you use a a, a control piece sure. and deal damage. Sure. But uh, I don't know. What have you what have you done leading up to that? If you've been playing something similar to this, no one's gonna you're going to lose a lot of games before people realize like, oh yeah, this game is not, this deck is not how it used to be. It's a control deck. Right. And I don't know. It just, it doesn't, he doesn't feel right as a control commander to me. That this, seems, this one. It seems a bit odd to the me. The new one. With what's, 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 so here's, here's the thing to me about that is whenever, whenever I see people try to take a commander that has a reputation mm-hmm. and do something different from their reputation, they invariably get frustrated on the way because everybody treats them like they're going to do what that commander's reputation does. Yeah. Right? Nimizit has a reputation. If you're playing at the comic or the game shop, the game store, and you sit down with this guy, yeah. They're going like, to expect the obsidian or ophidian eye, yeah. curiosity. They're going to expect that. So maybe yeah. you should just put him in the fucking deck. Yeah, it would be like, I don't know. It's Like, I think... F- you and I at one point we were kind of talking about well, we should do like Narset artifacts, dude. Narset equipment, but Narset has a reputation, mm-hmm. and so I can do that. But she's going to get treated like she's her busted ass self is what's yeah. going to end up happening. <clears throat> All right, dude. Okay, who 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 did you land on when when I said, dude, you should make an Izet deck for our Izet episode? Yeah, so I've got the Beach Bod twins, dude. Who? The Beach Bod Twins. The Beach Bod Twins. Will and Rowan Kenrith. Before I get into them, though, I will mention, uh, so I kind of posed the question on Twitter, like saying, that you know, we're starting our series. We're talking Izette this week. One of our listeners was like, hey, it would be kind of cool if you uh, maybe looked at Adelie's. And I started to look at Adelie's, and I was kind of like, I don't think I can do anything with this. <laughs> you just couldn't, you weren't able to figure it out. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of magic, the gathering mm-hmm. experience is based off of, you know, like your local play group and, and what your experience is there. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's the Adelis, environment you're, you're playing in. It's yeah. The like environment Adelis may work to. in some places, but it's just, it's just a little weird. It's one in blue, red. For a two-two wizard, human wizard okay. has flying in haste, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, wizards you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. You know, like seems like there may be some something you can work with there. Like get get some more wizard bodies out on the battlefield. Mm. You want to cast instants and sorcery, so now all of a sudden you can be a little bit aggro-y with your deck. Yeah, but I think eventually that's going to land on. Traumatic reversal and and Isochron Scepter, so you could get her infinitely big. Yeah, and swing in exactly. Or, or not even just her, but her and all the wizards. All the wizards, any wizards that you have out there. Is she, that the deck for Delver of Secrets? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there is no deck for Delver of Secrets in this in this format. <laughs> What's Wait, fu- it's an in, is it an insect wizard? Does it maintain no? Its so so wizardness. So the other one, the the 
um, it doesn't maintain its wizardness, but the other one in Eldritch Horror or whatever, or not Eldritch, um, Eldritch Horror, Eldritch, Eldritch Moon, Horror. yeah, Eldritch Moon, uh huh. It produces wizard tokens. Well, yeah, yeah, that would you'd yo, yeah. You're talking about the dose into perfection. Yeah, the dose into perfe- perfection. Yeah, you'd be all over that for. Yeah, for so if you're doing that, like that, do, those two cards go together. But okay. I don't know. I what I kind of came to is I don't. The problem with wizards is that most of them are utility creatures, right? Yes. I mean, this, this isn't a conversation that's new to people, but it's it's a challenging deck to build around. I think because you don't really want to put your wizards in the. <laughs> yeah, I've like, I, like you're not going to attack with a zombie. You're not going to attack with Arcanus. Like, I I have a well documented love and need for wizards to be included in in my identity, <laughs> but I can say that a lot of the minus the one combo, very convoluted and expensive way to combo off with Inala, you can summarize all. Wizard tribal decks in EDH currently is looking for a zombie. Yeah. You're just digging for a zombie, Lady of Scrolls, and then you can just well, just make a zombie. Yeah. So what I ended up kind of finding, like I did explore this a, a bit mm-hmm. as it was I was kind of like, man, this card, this deck is gonna be really hungry for cards. So I was like, I need to draw cards. And I was like, well, my commander doesn't really help with that. And so I ended up putting as putting Zada in it and putting all these spells f- from a Zada deck build into this deck. And I was like, well, now it's just a secret Zada deck and like the strive thing. And yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, it's, it's, Adelise is interesting, but I think if you're playing Izette, you're already making your life kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> a non-green. So, so why make it even harder? <laughs> non-green, non-black deck. <laughs> So uh, Will and Rowan Kenrith is is where I landed, and well, I that's actually, the Beach Bod twins. Yeah, this is the okay. Beach Bod twins, and this is this is uh, where is the Beach Bod coming from? I don't. Do they have Beach Bods? Yeah, they're like dude. fully clothed. They're they're fucking. I don't see Will's six pack. He dude, doesn't look like the kind of guy that has a six pack. They've they've got you know He's like just, they got tans and their blonde hair, you know. And, okay, I get it. You know what that actually makes me think of a little bit for some reason is there's uh, this episode. Cersei and Jamie Lannister. There, there is that, but more specifically, like, I don't know why this comes to my head. It's just, like, so off. But um, there's this episode of Avatar Last Airbender. It's just a throwaway episode where it's beach day. Is that, is that, and there's is, characters that kind of, like, there's... Is that the just, one with Ung in it? Yes, the one with Ung. What's the other one? Kiora is the other one? <laughs> Kiora. <laughs> God damn you, Andy. <laughs> All right. Will and Rowan Kenrith. So this is the Planeswalker twins that can be your commanders. Did you have a story to tell? Or are you just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm, I'm, even, I'm like, I'm, I'm not even talking I'm, about I'm it. I'm not going to dignify time I bring this up, shit anymore. Every time I bring up Last Airbender, you say, ung, and it drives me crazy. It does drive me crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm getting off that story. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so Will Kenrith. Four and two blue. Planeswalker comes in with four loyalty. Uh, he has an up two ability, which says until your next turn, up to two target creatures each have base power and toughness of zero three and lose all abilities. Has a down two ability. Target player draws two cards until your next turn. Instant sorcery and planeswalker yeah, spells. I gotta, I gotta pull these cards out because I, I was just thinking about this. I'm like, anyone listening to this, like, not helping by interrupting, but there's a lot of text between these no, two. No, these two are, there's a lot to, there's a lot to between follow. the two of them to yeah. follow. It's true. And I had to keep reminding myself as I was building the deck. So I think, yeah, if you're listening, 
it may be worthwhile to just pull these cards up and look at them. Right. Cause it, and then keep looking at them as you, as you talk about it. Cause yeah. It's gonna Cause be, you kind of like have to bear in mind. Okay. I'm going to have both what, of them in front of what me. they contribute. So his down two ability. So his middle ability is target player draws two cards. And until, uh, your next turn, instant sorcery and planeswalker spells that player cast cost two less to cast. I, every time I read stuff on this stuff or on these cards, I'm like, Oh, it has more language. Like, and planeswalkers. Yes. So she he can reduce the cost of his sister. Yeah, so lo- I'll get to that in a Dude, second. I don't, I don't know why I miss stuff like this. Yeah, so I'll get to that in a second. Oh, because so, I hate planeswalkers. That's what, okay, all right, sorry. Continue. So target, and then his his ultimate, which is minus eight. So remember, the the it's plus two and minus two for the other two. So we're talking like three turns in or three mm-hmm. activations in. Yeah. We can do this. Target player gets an emblem. With whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. Um, and then Rowan is the other the other one. So she's the same CMC, four and two red. Uh, comes in with four. She has the same plus two, minus two, minus eight is kind of the structure of the card. So the plus two ability is during target player's next turn, each creature that player controls attacks if able. Weird. So that one is a little bit weird to me, but kind of fits in with him, right? Uh, so minus two, Rowan Kenrith deals three damage to each tapped creature target player controls. And then an ultimate of minus eight target player gets an emblem with whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. So these two, they do have a lot of text between them, and there's a lot that pairs together. So his up to ability, where you're making making two creatures into zero threes. into zero threes. Her middle ability deals damage to them. So if they're tapped, right? Yeah. Then his middle ability interacts with her right. to get her out sooner. Yeah. So the big thing that we're trying to do is is every time every time we're playing this deck, we're trying to race out Will Kenrith first. So. We get him out. Unless you see a lot of tap creatures that are three. And that, exactly. Like, like doing it. Cir- circumstances may make it so that it's juicy to get her out and do that. But it's only target player. Yeah. Not yeah. all tapped creatures. It's yeah. Your opponent's control. So if somebody's playing Cranko and they've already gone into the red line, they're getting out of control, which is quite yeah. likely by the time you have yeah, six probably mana. forget the j- sequence. Yeah. I mean, you, really, what are you going to say? What are you going to do with that two mana in the same turn anyway? Sure. You know, sure. Well, maybe my mind stone go. But remember, it's you're reducing the cost of your instants and sorceries as well. So true. So really, so really what we're trying to do is we're trying to get Will Kenrith out. We do his up ability. Kind of make it so that it's a little less possible for people to get to him. Mm -hmm. Um, Pick your biggest threats. And then the next turn. We do his down ability, his middle ability, which reduces her cost. So now it costs four mana to get her out. God, the fucking sequence twins, man. Like, yeah, they really are sequence twins. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we can cast other other spells as we need to. I would recommend keeping mana up with the build that I've done here. But really, what what I've what I've constructed in my deck list is I want to race her to her ultimate. Oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Because like right away, you're like, well, I want that thing that. The, the twin spells yes but with her it's wait a minute 
you'll get it sooner. You'll get it sooner if sooner, she gets there first. But like, like you'll and, get it more handily, and more I th- easily. I think they stack. Yes. You might want to just keep racing hers. Yes. To get another one. You may as well. Get right? another emblem. Double, double. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So Oof. typically when we review Planeswalkers, we usually set aside their ultimates and we're just kind of like, I'm not planning to get it. Uh, because usually, as I like to put it, it's a happy accident when you get a Planeswalker's <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> so Bob Ross hooks you up with that <laughs> yeah, infinite. Yeah, right? exactly. That That's infinite. a happy little tree here, yeah. you know, like it, it, because it usually is whenever I've pulled them off. Yeah. I think if the two that I've been like most amazed with is, is the Liliana that makes it. So your swamps tamp tap and add four black. Yeah. I've pulled that ultimate off and everybody was like, we've made a huge mistake. And the other one was, I've done this, I think a few times was Venser, where whenever you cast a spell, you can exile targets. That permanent. was a long time ago. It was a long time and ago. And you were playing Brago and you were really had control over a lot. It's of, true. You, but you, yeah, but those things are happy accidents, right? Like, sure. People know better than to allow those emblems to occur. Yeah. With these two, we need them to get off. <laughs> because it's the it's the whole game plan. I mean, like your your end game is Yeah. Reliant or, you know, kind of relying on having these abilities. And so and so I think Andy kind of alluded to this a little bit, but let's let's kind of be be very explicit here. Okay. I'm going to be explicit with okay. you, Andy. So if we get Rowan Kenrith's emblem, which says whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, copy it. Now, Planeswalkers, these are activated abilities, right? So now, when we activate Will Kenrith, instead of picking two creatures that become a 0-3, we're now getting four creatures that become 0-3s when we activate that ability, okay. right? Um. So I think there's a couple routes that people go with well, few a few routes uh, that people go with these two as commanders. One is you can kind of do an Izet super friends type of thing, um, where you you're plugging in right because a, they benefit a lot of from her ultimate. Yeah. So if you race out her ultimate, now all of a sudden all these planeswalkers are getting activated and getting double activations essentially. Um, the other thing is people are kind of comboing. I think the combo. It's. I think you end up maybe having to sort of storm a little bit with that if you're doing it with these two, and I'm not particularly interested in doing that. I think that's kind of a yawn fest, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I kind of went the route of the first and foremost thing that I'm going to do with this deck is I'm going to protect them at all costs. Right. So I have a very high density of counter spells in this deck. Um, How high? I think I went to like seven or eight counter spells. Pretty high. Yeah, I think I think there's been lists where. Why do you feel counter spells are protecting them? Like what? Well, are so you, are you so, seriously going to counter creatures? I th- I think potentially that, but I think the first line of defense is going to be spot removal and board wipes. Counter spells. I'm just saying that's there. We're in the colors. You know, if people happen to have that, what is it? Terminate that has the. Hero's Downfall. Yeah, Hero's Downfall that hits its And Dreadbore, I think. Oh, tar- yeah, Dreadbore. It's sorcery. You know, it's, not, it's not a really, well, you bet I get what you mean. But, like, they're there. Something that could target them. You know, we, we, a beast within. Exactly. Yeah. We want to make sure that there's stuff like that, that if they do get targeted, we're not letting it happen. Okay. Um, 
Oddly, I, I've only seen Merciless Eviction used once on Planeswalkers, I think. But that we does, were desperate. That does happen. We it were can desperate. Happen. Yeah. Um, oddly, I think it was on Liliana. It was yeah, it was it. Liliana. And you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he's like, you guys, everybody owes me for doing this. So I'm like, what are you going to do? I'm going to do a Merciless Eviction. There was and one, name the one Planeswalker in play. Walker out. Like, we owe you, dude. <laughs> you deserve it. So... Like I said, there's a high density of board wipes that I've I've put into this okay. into this deck, and so you mentioned several like Anger of the Gods, um, Slag Storm. Uh, I put in Blasphemous Act. Yeah. Um, Chain Reaction, I think, is a really good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. To use. Uh, so that one's two and two red. Ooh, I forgot about Chain. Chain Reaction, reaction deals X damage to each creature where X is the number of creatures on the battlefield. Um, and you can sort of use this one a little bit opportunistically because it's it's as is common with commander, you'll have creatures that are quite large. Um, well, and they get eaten by his up one, right? Like even really really big creatures die to these spells. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Three. You set you set the biggest creatures to zero threes and with then will, cook them off. then you cook them off with a chain reaction Sick, or something dude. like that. Sick. So it, it it works together quite nicely. You can also just kind of hold up your mana and and use instant speed stuff like Ether Spouts. Um, three and two blue for each attacking creature its owner puts it on top or bottom of his or her library. So they're either going to be drawing those creatures again for a bit. Yeah. That really puts them far back. Yeah, Ether Spouts will put them way far back. Uh, Etherize, things like that. And so I, I like Evacuation, Return All Creatures yeah, to their owner's hands. My commanders are planeswalkers, so I don't care. They're not being affected. Yeah, like it, cards like this have a great value in this deck. And so I don't know, like I don't need to get too deeply in that, but basically like it's it, things that I think are, we wouldn't really normally mention or highlight when we're doing a deck tech. I just want to emphasize they're definitely here. Isn't there a spell that turns in them all into density. like frogs? Oh, there's yeah, like turn... That? We'll keep going. I'll try to find yeah, it. Yeah, look look that up for me. Okay. Um But yeah, the the point being that like I want to like the the the, the things that make a EDH deck functional. Okay. Ramp, removal, board wipes, card draw. That's just the deck is just full. See, it's an instant speed spell, but the problem is is that you wouldn't be able to do Rowan's response or down two but yeah it's called polymorphous jess it's one and two blue until end of turn each creature target player controls loses all abilities oh and become a blue becomes a blue frog with base power and toughness of one one so uh it's worth mentioning that like i i think a really good pick to go with this would be to fairy right i mean obviously you're probably going to get his you would probably get his ultimate after theirs, mm-hmm. but you may be able to position yourself to where you can activate their abilities at instant speed and do that. Sure. Um, but I mean like you, it's a good, but you're not wipe. planning on that. Like, cause you could do that player. Oh and yeah. And then do her ability in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So, so anyways, I have, I have kind of like the balance of this deck is weird, right? Um, Cause normally like you have like a pretty good chunk of your deck. That's kind of like, okay, this is the way that I'm advancing towards a, a victory. And for me, it's like my victory is just trying to get these emblems. And then I have a handful of things that are going to actually pull it off. Okay. Um, 
but I might also mention that it's it's worth putting in uh, ritual spells into this deck. Like I put a few of these in hmm. because they're beneficial if you have them in your opening hand, or they could be beneficial later when you get uh, Will's emblem as well. Because they would double up. Because they would double up. So like pyretic ritual. So one and one and a red, add three red to your mana pool, right? Like it just might help you get one of them out a turn earlier, Mm -hmm. or if you're doubling it later, you just spent two mana to get six mana. Stuff like this, I think, has, has... a high high benefit for you. Okay. Is it uh mana geyser is mana a sorcery. Geyser is a really big one. So three and two red, it's a sorcery, but it's add a red to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponents control. Even if you're not doubling this, this has the potential to be extremely powerful. Yes. Um but then if you do have Will's emblem and you copy this spell. Is it till end of turn you get to double spells his emblem? Uh, or is it from net or not, or it's just from then on, all of them are twinned. Right? Yeah. So, so whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Just whenever. And if you already have her ultimate, you'd get two of his. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now you've got so this three mana copies. geyser, and then the comet storm to follow. Oh yeah. Like it's just yeah. So along the along the lines of doing these rituals i added a couple of the uh a couple of the red planeswalkers to do this so chandra torch of defiance two and two red um she has two up abilities so she starts with four loyalty counters uh but the first one is exile the top card of your library you may cast that card if you don't chandra torch of defiance deals two damage to each opponent again if we've got her if we've got rowans that's four damage now yeah. from that to each opponent. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, or she's got this additional plus one where you can add two red to your mana pool. So now add four along with Rowan. Uh, a down three, Chandra Torch of Defiance deals four damage to target creature. And then she also has an emblem, emblem with when you do down seven, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, this emblem deals five damage to target creature or player. And again, let's think into this in context with Will and Rowan. So if it's Rowan, whenever you cast a spell, five damage. So now 10 damage for yeah, each spell. Yeah, because you would have landed two, two emblems from her. Yeah, you would have landed two. Jaya Ballard, two and two red. Uh, comes in with five loyalty counters. Plus one, add three. Spend this mana only to cast instant sorcery spells. High density of instants and sorceries in the deck, obviously. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Another plus one, discard up to three cards, then draw that many cards, so you can really like filter your deck, I guess, if you need to. Um, and then another emblem, so you get an emblem with, you may cast instants or sorcery spells, f- cards from your graveyard. And if a card cast this way, it would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. So now we're making it so that we're not only copying spells. So doubling her emblem is not super great. Not a big deal, but but basically like you're casting spells and then they end up in the yard. And then if you've got her and will, will Kenrith's you're now twinning the spells that you're casting from the graveyard. I see. Right. So did you put the new, new Ralzarek in? I actually didn't. Cause his all, what is his five and draw two cards? Isn't his is kind of like a marriage of. Yeah. Of let's, take a, let's take a look here. So Ral is at Vo- Viceroy, right? Yeah. So three, a blue and a red, uh, comes in with five loyalty counters plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library. 
put one of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Um, down three, uh, he deals damage to target creature equal to the total number of instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. So yeah. that could be pretty big, um, especially if we're doubling that, right? Right. And then gives an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, this emblem deals four damage to any target and you draw two cards. So that would be a pretty dope emblem to have. Kind of similar to Jaya Ballard's, right? Yeah. Um, I put in Tamio as well because, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so we have three and two blue, uh, comes in with four loyalty plus one tap target permanent. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step, uh, down two draw card for each tapped creature target player controls. And then an ultimate that gives you an emblem with, you have no maximum hand size. And whenever a card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, you may return it to your hand. So your instances are going to go nuts. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. So are you making me want a, pl- a, f- a, a planeswalker a planes deck? Do- a planeswalker centric deck, man? <laughs> so so those are kind of like the some of the planeswalkers I put in so that we can kind of capitalize on... God, on, creatures are the bane of your win condition. Well, or, yeah, they or, really are. Like you have they to... They really are. Like it has... That's why most of your deck should just be dealing with creatures. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying like normally I wouldn't mention like... Like I think it's just implied... Yeah, I've got spot removal. Yeah, I've got board wipes. I cannot emphasize enough. Yeah, because you're working uphill compared to other Super Friends decks. You yes. don't have doubling season. You have the cloud skate thing. Right? Yeah. But you don't have doubling season. You don't have a Traxa right. to flying block, gain right. you life, attack with, it, attack with impunity, exactly. and proliferate at the end of the turn. Exactly. Like, you, go, yeah, you're working uphill. A so, bit. so, yeah, like you mentioned it just now, like the deep glow skate. Like you need to hustle. You need to get up there. So four and a blue, when deep close gate enters the battlefield, double the number of each kind of counter on any number of target permanents. Uh, so yeah, we need to set them off. Uh, the chain veil really should be in here as well. Yeah. Um, to kind of, kind of push that forward. Rowan's thing. So I've kind of talked about taking advantage of Rowan's emblem. I think it is worth noting that like, yeah, we can take advantage of Will Kenrith's as well. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the Comet Storm. Uh, Comet Storm always feels underwhelming, I think, whenever you actually have it in your hand. This is a place that I think there is... You, you do want to try and wait until you've got that emblem because then you can True. double your Comet Storm. True. Um, I put Molten Disaster in. Like, Molten Disaster is risky, but hey, at least it handles creatures. But and it handles God, creatures. God, in the early game, it might have to happen. It might. It might. So it has that flexibility of... Or in the mid stage. If you happen game. to be ahead in life total, you might be able to use it to win the game. I, I honestly think you will be. I think most of the time people are going to be dumping on your... on your. And that's and that's kind of what I'm banking on. Yeah. Is, is that... Um, I put in Expropriate as well. Expropriate's already a really rough card to take on. Like as an opponent, right? But, but it if, gives you a, if, if a lot of new activations or potential blockers if people vote. Yeah, coinage. Yeah, and if they're you know like sh- they shouldn't vote that. Yeah, but if at the very least, if you cast expropriate and you have Will Kenrith's emblem, you're getting uh, at least at least two yeah, at extra least two turns, turns and a button. and you're of- gonna take a lot of extra a lot of permanents from people. So you're unbuttoning other people's game plans and yeah. moving forward. This is an expensive ass deck. It is. It kind of actually is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 
I did put, let's see, what was another one that I put in that was kind of a little weird? I put in Empress Galena. Uh, Try to take people's commanders. Because I'm just going to take people's stuff. Because normally, you, so you would, so she's three and two blue. This one, talk, talking about being transparent. <laughs> yeah, she's teleplaying pretty this, hard. This is, this is, I'm telling you what's happening. Yeah, here. she's on TV all the time. Exactly. So three and two blue for a one, three. I think she's technically is a merfolk legend. Um, but she has an activated ability of pay two blue and tap gain control of target legend or legendary permanent. So again, with Rowan, we can take two with her. Um, some other, I don't know, just a couple like weird things. I think, uh, this is just a ramp spell that's pretty standard in decks, but I kind of find it amusing that because it's an activated, you can double it. It's a burnished heart. (laughs) I mean, you can double your Guild of Lotuses, but I, I think I would value that Burnish Heart because it's a potential blocker. It is a potential blocker. And that Solemn Sum Dum 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 Dum. Heartless Hidetsugu. Oh, you fuck. You would. What is up with you in that card, man? So if you, if anybody that has an even. If somebody who doesn't play red, you pick one of the reddest <clears throat> goddamn cards in the whole game. If any, everybody that has an even life total will die. Yeah. To a heartless Hidetsugu you activation. Included. Yourself included. Yeah. Um I I just because we're here, like I did toss in gutter snipe and talrand. You're gonna be casting a lot. How many instances of sorcerers do you have? I'm running twenty seven instants. Holy fuck, dude. And nine sorceries. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's 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 compare it. Let's let's pull the Let's pull the measuring tape out and and, <laughs> and measure our instant and sorcery members really quick. <laughs> You have how many instances? 27. 18. I'm like... How many sorceries? Nine. 16. Okay. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. You just, you know... I figured, like, I've got to have at least a few things that give some bodies, so I did Talrand, and then I also did Kazul. Yeah, that um, makes sense. To sort of... Oh, yeah, Kazul's... Wait, if they attack a Planeswalker, do, you, do they have to pay the three? So whenever a creature... Uh oh, it's defending player. Yeah, doesn't work. So propaganda doesn't work. Yeah, Kazul doesn't work. Kazul doesn't work. Turns out, well, there's not an errata text for that. Never mind. Let's let's take a look. The oracle says that because <clears throat> he was out like after because propaganda is so old and so is ghostly prison. Like they were out before planeswalkers were a thing. Yeah. So it says the rules text is whenever a creature an opponent controls attacks, if you're the defending player. Create a 3-3 red ogre creature token unless that creature's controller pays three. I think. Okay, anyway, continue with your deck. Let me look into that one. Yeah, I don't know if there's some oracle text. Because they made that one in in Zendikar, and they were all about them in Planeswalkers. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That was like the big thing with the the Gatewatch or whatever, right? Um, Yeah, honestly, though, that's mostly the deck. I did did add a few things to proliferate. Um, Yeah, which? Like Inexorable Tide. Is is the big one that I think is is important here. So uh, three and two blue. Whenever you cast, it's an enchantment. Whenever you cast a spell, proliferate. Um, and then I put in. I didn't put in the contagion engine, but I did put in the contagion. Clasp. Yeah, you are the defending player, so it works. Oh, so it does work. Okay. Yeah. So Kazul, Kazul is is a yeah. Valid call, call me a noob, but yeah, this question was no, asked it, in April second. I've 2000. been questioning myself because we don't the, run with planeswalkers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of, 
that's really it, honestly. Dude, I, how do you feel? Like, would you, how do you feel about that deck? Would you ever buy so, it, put it together? <clears throat> yeah, I've, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, I wonder, I kind of want to look at it in terms of like, what do I actually own? And how, how cheap would it be to assemble I mean, the rest of it? Yeah, we have, we have a New Year's resolution to give, give Planeswalkers a shot. It's true. And it's and now we- October. <laughs> I just put together my Amina and too. We have not done that. Oh yeah, Amina Tau. Okay. Like I, I actually just put together all the. I, I, Bragos completely converted over to that now, and I ordered the remaining cards that I need last night. So, huh. so that's there. Is Will that and Rowan Kenra happening Friday. Huh? I, I goldfished. Uh, I goldfished this deck out quite a bit just to kind of see, like, okay, okay, what does it end up looking looking like? And you know, I mean. I think it has the problem that any Izet deck will have. Uh, people can come after you. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> has no problems. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's 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 Izet. I would I would say just because of the commander landscape, don't like if you're one of those guys that like doesn't want to have m- multiples of the same color identity. This probably is one that you're pretty safe to try more than one of. Well, yeah, I, you know? I think I think what you just described was a combo deck. Yeah, like some what, of the cards might be functionally the same. What right? I just described was a control deck. Yeah, we have crossover. Like I'm sure yeah, there's, there's some cards that I have that are in your list. Yeah, and, and vice versa. But, but the way that they play out will be different, wholly different. Yeah, they will play different, and I'm thinking that's pretty true. Uh, yeah, when we talk about Golgari, you'll kind of notice that. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> These these guys are kind of the same. They're kind of going for the same thing. It's true. They overlap. It's true. A little bit. And I think that's why we kind of questioned Izoni a little bit, right? Because it was sort of like, well, when it comes to Golgari and what you're doing, like, eventually the colors want you to go this one direction, and this commander doesn't call me a dick. But Izoni's like, this releases uh, Inala. Like people just making excuses for her. <laughs> you know, I saw that bad that. I don't know. I'm not that put off by that black green activation. And then other people are like, this, yeah, this totally turns me off. I'm moving on. Yeah. It's not that (laughs) bad. Like quit trying to sell somebody else's product. It's not, there's better cards. Like it's true. You know, like no, not everything they make is meant to be amazing. I guess like, yeah, that's fine. It doesn't all have to be. I don't know where she's amazing with her command, like her CMC. Like, I don't know who that, I don't know what format that one's for. Sure. You know, sure. but there, we already have better options. Uh, you know, it, she would be pretty okay if they just removed the activation that, cost for her. Yeah, that cost for the activation. Ability. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'm 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 an Izzet wizard. What the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's wholly opposite of you. What do I know? The only thing I care about is hot water and, you know, paving streets and... Lightning. Eating lightning for breakfast. <laughs> Eating lightning and shitting thunder. That's what Give I Give me those about. lightning O's, yo. Lightning O's. If our calculations are correct, when these decks hit 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So that's it for our Is That decks. Hope you enjoyed them. Uh, listen, give the color combo a try. Maybe you find it as heavy as we do. There's that word again. Heavy. The music from this episode is from the Totally Radical Home. The intro song was Tides from his Odyssey album. 
and the one you're hearing now is track 18 from his Resting State album. Dope, right? Find his music. Get his music. Love his music. Alright, time to make like a tree and get out of here. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you again. Thank you.